Jesus House in pursuit of God, discovering purpose, maximizing potential, impacting lives. This message is being brought to you from Jesus House London. God bless you. Father and our God, tonight we come before you and we ask in the name of Jesus that Father, as we gather before you to continue to sit at your feet, we pray that your Holy Spirit in all things and in all ways takes absolute control. We pray, O oh Lord, for brevity and insight. We pray, my Father, that your word touches the places where it needs to touch in every person's life. Father, at the end, let us be more like you. We ask you to take all the glory. Father, those who join, who need miracles, who need comfort, Father, I ask you to grant it. And those who are joining by podcast, we ask you to bless them specially, and we thank you. We give you praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' most holy name, amen and amen. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, so what we're going to do tonight, we are continuing from where we left off last week. Um, good evening, everybody. And so last week, ladies and gentlemen, we started to look at the pattern of the new, because if you look at the last six to eight weeks, you realize that the Lord has been speaking specifically um, to us as a church, to us as a people, that something new is about to happen. We are stepping into it. It's not, this is no longer in front of us. We are stepping into what we, um, what the Lord has promised us. And so, ladies and gentlemen, as we do so, we realize that we are going to we're going to look at how he brings it in so that we can take advantage of what he is obviously doing in our lives. And so I and that's where we started last week. So last week, the one thing we spoke about was that the new is always about the Lord. It's and simply because he has the complete picture the complete plan that he holds, and that's what he um, presents to us. And so when God wants to introduce the new, the new primarily is about him. We are beneficiaries, we are involved, we walk along with him, but the new is about him and the overall plan that he has for not only our lives, but the lives of so, so many others. And so that's what we looked at last week, and we had a great time. And so tonight, we're going just going to crack on. We're going to the second thing we're going to look at, and it's this. And we're looking at the, the fact that God will always precede the new with revelation. So God will always precede the new with revelation. And so we're going to look at that tonight, ladies and gentlemen. And um, we've got a few scriptures to look at, and then we're going to break it down. So first and foremost, let's look at what revelation is. When we say revelation or you hear the term revelation knowledge, revelation in simple terms is where the Lord makes himself known or he reveals to us something that we can't see with our natural eyes or we haven't thought about. And so what when we look at revelation, it is the Lord simply making himself known to us. And that's 
what you realize whenever God wants to introduce the new into our world, our system, our space, into your lives, concerning your marriage, your business, your, your work at school, whatever it may be, he will always, and we find this in the Bible, and we're going to have a look at it. Um, we're going to have a look at a few examples. He will primarily reveal himself and in the process reveal what he wants to do. And so that was the reason we are, um, that is why, ladies and gentlemen, if you look at over the last few weeks, we, the Lord has been trying to tell us something as a church. There is a new level that is available for us to use a phrase. There is something new. We have to go up a level. We have to go further in our walk with God, further in our interaction with the Holy Spirit. And so we realize the Lord has revealed it to us. He did so when we he gave us the base um, verse in Isaiah 43, verses 18 and 19. And that's, I'll read that first and then, um, and then I'll go on to this. And so this is what he said um isaiah 43 reading from verses 18 to 19 the bible says remember ye not the former things neither consider the things of old behold i will do a new thing now it shall spring forth shall ye not know it i will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert and so ladies and gentlemen that's what the lord said he was that's where we, we started this and so let's look at the fact that when God wants to start something like this, he tells us, so he gave us that scripture long before anything had happened, but it gave us, it prepared us for what we want to do. Now, so let's, if you could turn in your Bibles, please, ladies and gentlemen, to Jeremiah 33, and we're going to look at verse three, and I'm going to read it ladies and gentlemen, in the Bible in basic English. So that's Jeremiah 33, verse 3. And I'm going to read it in the Bible in basic English. And the Bible says the following, let your cry come to me and I will give you an answer. And let you see great things and secret things of which you had no knowledge. So Ladies and gentlemen, we realize when the Lord wants to move us to another level, he says, call unto me and I'll respond to you. But then he says, I will show you great and secret things of which you had no knowledge. That means there are things that God knows and, and we understand that and we appreciate that he is God. There are things that he knows that we have no idea about. And when he wants to move us from where we are to where we are meant to be, ladies and gentlemen, we realize that he will reveal to us new things. He will reveal to us things that we don't know, things that are, we can't imagine. And so that's where we start today. Whenever God wants to bring the new into the world, he will always start with revelation. And so speaking about revelation, let's understand. So it is God revealing himself to us. Please turn in your Bibles um, as we look at this subject to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, 
reading from verse 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and we're going to read from verse 9, and we're going to stop at verse 12. I will read it in the King James Version of the Bible primarily, and then we may go into other versions if necessary. The Bible says the following at verse 9. But as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. The Bible then goes on to say, but God has revealed them unto us by his spirit, for the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. Verse 12, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. And so, ladies and gentlemen, we realize, so let's make a, let's look at that um, in, in a granular fashion. So break it down little by little. The first thing is in verse nine, the Bible says, if God plans something, when God plans something for you or for a people, there is nothing that's going to get that information out of God before he reveals it to you. The Bible says no one has imagined it. It's neither, nobody has told the story. Nobody has seen it. So God does things that are completely novel. And so when God wants to do something new, and I, and this is the reason we're saying this is, ladies and gentlemen, the Lord is taking you into a space, an area that is brand new. That means it is something that no one has seen. So although it's going to, the Lord is taking you there. You are going into what we call virgin territory. Nobody has gone there before. No one's gone in where he's taking you. It's going to be unique to you. And so ladies and gentlemen, the Bible says that, that I has not seen neither has ear heard. That means no one's imagined it. But the Bible says God has revealed it unto us by his spirit. And this is what I'd like to say here. Revelation of the things of God, where God reveals himself to man, the Holy Spirit is never absent. He is the one that governs that entire process. And the Bible explains why. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit searches. That means he goes into the heart of God and he understands even the very deepest things of God. So when the Holy Spirit, as Jesus presented him to us, um, I'm going to just key this up, John 14, and I'm going to go to verse 26. Yes. When, G when the Holy Spirit gives you advice or guidance, what I would like you to understand is that remember this is the very heart of God for you and I. The Bible says the Holy Spirit searches the things of God. That means he knows exactly what God wants to do on your behalf. And therefore he reveals to you 
what you need to know so God can make it a reality. And so we've said it and I'll say it again carefully. Whenever God wants to reveal the new to man, and, and this has been the case from the beginning of the Bible all the way to the end, the Holy Spirit is always present. He's the one that reveals God to us. He reveals the Lord to us. And so what it does, that's what the Bible says. The Bible says when it comes to revelation, the Holy Spirit does it. And so ladies and gentlemen, you have within you the person who can reveal to you exactly what God wants, wherever you are. So his guidance can be trusted. Now I'm going to read another verse um, of scripture. I'm going to read another verse of scripture just to back that up and then we will um, there's one more thing I'd like to say here before we move on to some of the examples. And it's this. This is what Jesus says of the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to read John 14, verse 26. And I'm going to read it from the Amplified Classic Version of the Bible. Jesus said, but the comforter, counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, standby. The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, in my place to represent me and act on my behalf, he will teach you all things. And he will cause you to recall, will remind you of, bring to your remembrance everything I have told you. So not only when the Holy Spirit comes, ladies and gentlemen, and if you're filled with the Holy Spirit and you've got the Holy Spirit within you, you are at a great advantage because the Holy Spirit knows exactly what's in God and he's also not just going to tell you things that are going to scare you or freak you out but he's going to teach you he's going to make sure that what he tells you of the things of God you and I ladies and gentlemen are able to understand so we can respond and so this is very important so that takes away an element of the fear of the new. The Lord will teach you. He will show you what to do as a new husband, new wife, new employee, new business owner, new minister. He, as he takes you into your new season, he will teach you. And that means you have no reason to be afraid to go with God, even though it's a very unfamiliar space. Okay, and so that's what we wanted to say. The last thing I want you to focus on, please, ladies and gentlemen, is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12. And we'll talk about this a lot more next week, but I'd like to introduce this concept here. And the Bible says, now we have received not, um, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Ladies and gentlemen, when God reveals himself to you, he's revealing to you the things that are already yours, 
the things that he has decided to give you, the things that he has planned for your future. And this is the beauty of our relationship with the Holy Spirit. So God's not only going to receive those momentous, earth-shaking moments, but he's going to show you that, no, you are a righteous person. No, you are forgiven. No, your sins have been forgiven. No, the limits or the, the, the relationships that have, the limits or the challenges that have rested upon your family have been broken for you. This is how, what you do. This is where you work. This is what you do. This is the next step you take. And so ladies and gentlemen, the Holy Spirit is going to reveal the things that are freely given to us of God. I want you please to remember. So as the Holy Spirit reveals the new, he's not revealing something you have to earn. He's revealing something that God has planned to give you that as you walk in an experience, it will change your life. You are already a king and a priest, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10. And, and I'm reading to verse 12 now, I'm at verse 12. So 1 Corinthians 2, verse 12. And so, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to realize that the Lord is revealing things to you that are freely given to you. That means you are already blessed. You are already seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. But when the Holy Spirit reveals them to you and they become part of your words, your thoughts, and your actions, what God has made yours in the invisible, it will show up on this side of the line in the visible. And so be encouraged. So it's, it's really important that we understand how the Holy Spirit does that. Okay, I'm going to move on. I'm going to move forward. And I'd like to make this statement. And we're going to have a look at another scripture that speaks about why this is really important. And so, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to please remember, as we go into this season, we have not gone this way before. As you go into the space that you're going into, you have not gone this way before. Therefore, ladies and gentlemen, please remember, the most important thing in your world right now is your relationship with God. Your relationship with God, your father your ability to speak to him, come to him, spend time with him is the most important thing because it is there that God will reveal to you, this is what I'm planning for you. This is what I want to do in your life. This is what I want to do in your tomorrow. So our relationship with God is the most important aspect of our lives right now. And so Please, to, to drive this home, please turn in your Bibles to Psalm 25. Psalm 25, and I'm going to read from 12 to 14. 12 to 14. And this will, this will drive home the, the concept. The Bible says, and I'm reading from the King James Version of the Bible, that Psalms 25, verses 12 to 14. The Bible says the following. What man is he that feareth the Lord? Him shall he teach in the way that he shall choose. His soul shall dwell at ease and his seed shall inherit the earth. Verse 14. The Bible says the secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. And he will show them his covenant. So ladies and gentlemen, this is what I, would, I want you to realize, why your relationship with God is so important. 
spending time with the Lord, putting God first, spending time in the word of God, spending time in prayer, speaking to and listening to God, spending time in worship, letting the presence of the Lord fill your space, whether that be in music and adoration, blessing his name, exalting who he is, whichever way you want to worship the Lord. Those things, ladies and gentlemen, as we have said before, are critical because in those places, the Lord reveals to you what nobody else knows about your life. That also means this is something no one can stop. And so I would love you to keep, please keep this in mind. The Bible says the man that feareth the Lord. When we say feareth the Lord, that doesn't mean to be terrified of the Lord. It is just that you acknowledge or put the Lord first in everything you do. And so that's what the Bible means when it says the man that feareth the Lord. Let me read to you a scripture that says it um, a lot uh, to make that clearer. Proverbs chapter three and reading, um, I'm going to read from verse five. Lean on, trust in, and become, I'm reading from the Amplified Bible. Be confident in the Lord with all your heart and mind, and do not rely on your own insight or understanding. Verse six, in all your ways, know, recognize, and acknowledge him, and he will direct and make straight and plain your paths. Okay? And the Bible says the following at verse seven. Be not wise in your own eyes, reverently fear and worship the Lord and turn entirely away from evil. And the Bible says it shall be health to your nerves and sinews and marrow and moistening to your bones. Ladies and gentlemen, we realize when you acknowledge the Lord, acknowledge the Lord in all ways when you acknowledge him, you realize that he will direct your paths. He will cause you to walk into places that others have no idea of. He will cause you to get jobs that will bless you beyond words that nobody else wants. He will cause you to make decisions that will change your life. And so, ladies and gentlemen, your relationship with God, the Bible says when you acknowledge and fear him, that means put him first, that before you and I do anything, we ask him that, Lord, do I do this? Yes, it looks good on paper, but shall I go forward? Yes, it, this person ticks all the boxes, but shall I go forward? What you realize is the Bible says a man that does that regularly, the Lord will reveal to him secrets, things other people have not thought of. And so what I really want to drive home in this season, because we are going somewhere we don't know, the Lord says this is new. Your relationship with God is critical. Spending time with God in prayer, reading the Bible, both for fun and necessity, it's not an option. Praying, 
where you're praying to God and then you're spending time listening till he answers you. Those things are critical because he wants to reveal to you his secrets. Now, I'll go back to Psalm 25, verse 14, and we'll close that out. The Bible says in verse 14, the secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. And I, let me say this over somebody's life. I'm, I'm, I've come back to it and the Lord has just laid this on my heart for someone. Somebody needs to know what step to take next. The Lord will reveal to you his plans and his purposes, and it will be a secret. It will be the things that nobody else has imagined. When he does so, ladies and gentlemen, whoever I'm speaking to, when he does so, trust him. It may not look amazing in the natural, but it will turn around to bless you in the long run. And so the Bible says, and he will show them his covenant. Show is an old English word where you demonstrate or make real. And notice what if we put two scriptures together, that the Holy Spirit will sh show you the things that have been freely given to you of God. He will reveal to you that this has already been done. This has already been done. This is already yours. So, ladies and gentlemen, our relationship with God is our most, the most important aspect of our lives right now. It's the most important aspect. And so what we're going to do now, um, what we're going to do now, ladies and gentlemen, is we're going to, based upon what we've looked at, we're now going to have a look at some examples of where the Lord reveals the new to someone and we'll see how it changes the world for everybody around them and then hopefully that will have driven home the point and made it clear and simple that this is what the lord wants to do with you and it will have a because your relationship with god although he has a relationship with all of us his relationship with you is individual so it's going to be unique to you the Lord will reveal himself in a way that you understand him, in a way that you will be able to say, this is God. This is where I'm going. OK. All right. So we're going to have a look at some examples. <clears throat> Excuse me. We're going to have a look at some examples tonight, and that will drive home the point. So first one we're going to look at is let's have a look at the first example in the Bible. Please turn it in your Bible to Genesis chapter 2, and we're going to start reading from verse 18. Very popular verses. Um, for those of you that, so Genesis 2 verse 18, and we're going to read um, all the way down to verse 24. We'll start with about 24. What we realize, what's happening here, the Lord has created an environment for man. He's put his, the man in the garden. And then the Lord makes a statement that has not been made before. And I'm going to read from 18. And, God, and the Lord God said, it is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him and help meet for him. And the Bible says, and out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. And Adam gave names to all cattle and to the fowl of 
the air and to every beast of the field, but for Adam there was not found an help meet for him. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. Verse 23. The Bible says, And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Verse 24. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh. Let's read verse 25 for clarity. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. Ladies and gentlemen, what we realize in Genesis 2 verse 18, when the Lord wants to introduce the new straight into um, the world, he says it and Adam hears him. We know that Adam hears him because notice the Bible says at the end, even as they begin the process, Genesis 2 verse 20 says, a helpmeet was not found for him. So the Lord said, I'm going to create someone. I'm going to bring into the world something brand new. It's called a helpmeet. That's all the Lord said. So Adam knew he was looking for something, but he had no idea what. And so every time the Lord will bring an animal, Adam will look into God and say, God, this is what's in your heart. This is a giraffe. This is what, this is, this is a lion. But he never said, Lord, I can see what you want to do with this particular creature, that this is the, this is what we're looking for. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let me read verse 23, but I'm going to read it, Genesis 2, verse 23. Um, let me read it in the New Living Translation. Yes, the um, Genesis 2, verse 23 in the New Living Translation. The, I'll read from 22 for clarity. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib and he brought her to the man. At last, the man exclaimed, this one is bone from my bone and flesh from my flesh. She, shall, she will be called woman because she was taken from man. Notice, when God wanted to introduce the new, he said, this is what I'm going to do. Adam heard him, believed him, but he had no idea what it would look like. And so all he did was follow the Lord. The Lord led him to begin to name the animals. So all of a sudden, he begins to do things that may not be directly linked to what he was doing, but he didn't realize. But God was preparing him for what comes next. Why am I saying this? Ladies and gentlemen, when God points you to the new, he may cause you to walk a path that is unusual, but he is leading you to where you need to be. The Bible says once 
Adam saw the woman and realized, God, this is what you meant. Because he, the Bible says the, the Lord God will bring the animals or the creatures to Adam to see what he would call them. That means Adam didn't make it up. He would look into his friend God and the Holy Spirit will say, this is what God has made. And Adam would declare in faith, giraffe, lion. Um, and then that what Adam declared, God will back up. Now, ladies and gentlemen, when the woman arrives, notice what the man says first. He says, this is what we've been looking for. So when the Lord wants to reveal the new to you, he will reveal something. So he made sure that the man knew and was a part of the process. Let's keep going. Let's look at a few other examples. We've got a, a few things to say. Now, turn in your Bibles, please, ladies and gentlemen, to Genesis 18, verses 16. And so Genesis 18, and we're going to pick up the narrative from 16. This is where God now comes to Abraham. It's a, an amazing piece of scripture where God visits Abraham and it seems he just comes. The Bible says in Genesis 18 verse 1 that Abraham looks up, he lifts his eyes, and there in front of him is the Lord God and two angels. And he then creates a meal for them, leading to what is probably one of the most famous sections of this story, which is where the Lord says in Genesis 18 verse 14, after he's told Sarah that you will have a child and they are way, way out of childbearing age, and Sarah laughs. Not today's, not today's concept, but I, I need, I, I sense in my heart that someone needs to hear this. And the Lord says this in verse 14, is anything too hard for the Lord? Is any statement, any declaration, any pronouncement too hard for God to bring to pass? And the answer, ladies and gentlemen, is no. And the Bible says, at the time appointed, I will return unto you and according to the time of life and Sarah shall have a son and she does so. And, I, and whoever is listening and believing God for a miracle, please hear me well. When God declares an impossible tomorrow to you, he's going to bring it to pass. Don't panic. He says, there's nothing I will tell you that is too hard for me to bring to pass so ladies and gentlemen hold on to god's word that he has planted in your heart hold on to the promise that he's caused you to believe in hold on to the promise he's going to make it happen irrespective of your circumstances situations nothing that god promises you is too hard for him to do now let's go back to our so let's speak for so that's what we have that was the context and now the narrative picks up in verse 16 and you'll see the lord is about to turn things around for the world and this is what happens and the men i'm going to read from verse 16 i'm reading from the king james version of the bible initially and the men rose up from thence and looked towards Sodom and Abraham went with them to bring them on the way 
And the Lord said, shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do? Seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. For I know him that he will command his children and his household after him and they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he has spoken of him. And then the Bible says, God then reveals to Abraham, this is what I'm going to do. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to realize something and please keep this in mind. We, we, can, we, we can read to verse 23 and we will do in a moment, but I want you to realize something. Notice the Bible says, God said, I'm going to reveal what I'm going to do to Abraham, but I'm not going to reveal it to him for nothing. I'm going to reveal it to him because I trust him and he is part of the future of this world. And so notice, all of a sudden we realize that God did not show up to Abraham's house accidentally. And I'll read from 20 to 23 now, and you'll understand. And then I will go back to this point. And the Lord said, I'm reading from Genesis 18, verse 20. And the Lord said, because the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and because their sin is very grievous, I will go down now and see whether they have done altogether according to the cry of it, which is come unto me. And if not, I will know. And the men, these are the angels, turned their faces from thence and went towards Sodom. Then listen to this phrase. But Abraham stood yet before the Lord. And I'm, I'll read verse 23, which is absolutely pivotal. And Abraham drew near and said, Wilt thou also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Pause for a moment. This is not the season of grace. If things had gone wrong in this conversation, the Lord literally would have responded and it could have been dire for Abraham because he knew who he was talking to now. But notice, God knew how he would respond. And that was why he told him. Please remember what I'm about to say. The Lord does not reveal his plans to you or I for nothing. He only reveals his plans to people who are able to do something about what he is revealing to them. So when God reveals to Adam, I'm about to bring a brand new creation into the world. He was telling him because he knew that Adam in his role and capacity could make it a reality. He could make it happen. He, God comes to Abraham and it's a seemingly random visit, but he knew that if I don't get somebody to ask for mercy, Sodom and Gomorrah are done for. 
and anybody else in that city are done for. So God reveals the new to Abraham because he knows that Abraham can do something about it that will allow God to move things along the way he wants to. So ladies and gentlemen, let me say this, please. And I would like to say this to everybody. When God reveals his plans to you, he is doing it because he has deemed you worthy or able to do something about it. That dream, that business, that step, that hope that God has revealed to you, he has done so because it is you that he wants to work with to do something about it. When God reveals something to a man, when God reveals his plans to a man, he never does it for nothing. He only ever reveals it to a man because that man can do something about it. And that's what I want you to realize. So ladies and gentlemen, when the Lord is showing you a new tomorrow, please hear me well. He's revealing it to you because he knows you are instrumental to do something about it. Let's have a look at two more examples, and this will drive this point home. And I hope this encourages you to hold on to your dream. It doesn't matter if what you are believing God for is impossible. That's how your father functions. He says it doesn't matter that there is nothing too hard for the Lord. The Bible says, for with men, what he's promised you might be impossible, but with God, it will be possible. You are going to set the standard that everybody else is going to work with. Please hear me well. This is why when the Lord reveals something to a man, he's done it deliberately. That's why there can be five people in a prayer meeting and God will only talk to one because he will speak to the one who can do something about it, who can walk with him to bring to pass what he had in mind originally. Let's look at two examples. I am slightly excited, but that's all right. So Matthew chapter 16, verses 13 to 20. Let's see this in action again. But before we leave Abraham, remember, Abraham's prayer of mercy reshapes what the angels are able to do by the time they come to Sodom and Gomorrah. Please hear me, ladies and gentlemen. You are not a victim. You are part of the legislative body of the Lord in the earth. You are a king and you are a priest. Your words carry weight. Your actions carry weight. You are here for a reason. I would love to go on to that, but let's keep looking at these examples and then hopefully it will make, um, it will give you your week, your study time this week, a whole new flavor. Turning your Bibles to Matthew chapter 16, and we're going to read from verse 13. Matthew 16, and I'm, I'm going to read from verse 13, and I'm going to stay in the King James Version of the Bible for now. I'll read Matthew 16, verse 13, and we'll stop at verse 20. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, 
whom do men say that I, the son of man, am? And they said, some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah's, or one of the prophets. He saith unto them, but whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, blessed, blessed art thou, Simon Bajan, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my father, which is in heaven. Pause. That means what Simon Peter said was not head knowledge. The Lord revealed to him, this is what, this is the answer. This is who Jesus Christ is. And the Bible then says from verse 18, and I say also unto thee, thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Two things I'd like you to notice. There were at least 12 people that Jesus asked, who do men say that I am? But the Lord chose to reveal the answer to one. And there's a very simple reason, as we will see in a moment. He revealed it to Simon Peter because he knew you, out of all of these people, this revelation will shape what's going to happen next. And so it is important for you to know who I am because the well-being of your brethren rests upon you. And so, ladies and gentlemen, here again, we realize when the Lord reveals the new to a man, it is because that man is instrumental in what happens next. So now you begin to realize, so when Peter said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God, and Jesus said, you are blessed. That means God picked you out. God's looked at your heart and he knows I can trust you. You are pivotal to what happens next. But there are two things that I want to say upon this. And just to keep this in mind, I'm just gonna go sideways a little bit. There are two things about Revelation I would like you to remember. Number one, please remember, please remember, revelation attracts an assault because the plans and the purposes of God have now been planted in your heart. The Bible says in Mark 4, Satan comes after that, that I need to get this word out of their heart. So ladies and gentlemen, when God reveals the new to you, not today's sermon. I'm just gonna say it briefly so somebody understands. When God shows you tomorrow, more than likely there will be resistance. Actually, without the shadow of a doubt, let's clear the board. There will be resistance. It's not that the resistance is an indication of that it's not God. The resistance is there because what you are holding is real. 
and what happens next, you are now working with the Lord in tandem. The Bible says Satan will come in three ways. He will try and steal it. He will try and kill it. And he will try and destroy it. Mark chapter four, reading from verses one to 22. You can read the story for yourself, but listen carefully, ladies and gentlemen, all God wants you to do is hold on to it. And the harvest that God has planned for the word of God in your heart will become a reality. So please remember when God reveals the new to you, an attack will show up. When I say an attack will show up, the, uh, the Satan will try and steal it, try and make you think that, well, no, what you got was not what God promised. He will try and show you alternatives. He will try and confuse you. He will try and use trouble and affliction. He will then try and distract you from what you're meant to do. And the Bible says when you survive all three, the harvest will roll 30, 60, and a hundredfold. So please keep this in mind. The promises that God has given you, the revelation that God has given you about the new is an indication that you are central to what happens next. That means if God promises this is going to happen to you, you can take it to the bank because that means God says this is what's going to happen next because that will then guide how you respond. So that's the first thing I wanted to say about revelation. The second thing, and I'm using this example deliberately. Now you please notice. When God places revelation in your heart of the new, you become his focus of attention. Two scriptures we're going to look at. So you know that when you are carrying a revelation, when you are carrying a promise, when you are carrying the word of God, you are guaranteed the word, the attention of the father. Jeremiah 1 verse 12. I'll read that first. Jeremiah 1 verse 12. And the Bible says, and the Lord said, that's right. And it means that I am watching and I will certainly carry out all my plans. That's the New Living Translation. Let me read that in the King James Version of the Bible. The Bible says, then said the Lord unto me, thou hast well seen, for I will hasten my word to perform it. In the Amplified Classic, it says the Lord is watching over his word to perform it. So when the Lord puts revelation in your heart, you have his attention. That means if you are holding on to a promise, if you are holding on to a word of God, the help and assistance of the almighty God is right beside you. When Abraham was holding on to the promise of God, notice when he hit Abimelech's house and they tried to take it from him, God intervened. So will it be with you. The second thing I want you to re realize, and this is very important, please turn in your Bible to Luke 22. And we're going to read verses 31 to 32, because I never understood this verse and it clicked while I was preparing and I hope it helps you as well the bible says the following 
Jesus is speaking to Simon Peter and Simon Peter has just said, I will go to hell and back with you. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. The Bible, let me pause there. Notice sifting means to separate the outer part of the wheat from the valuable part of the wheat. So Satan wanted to sift Peter because there was something in Peter that was valuable that he wanted to get out of him. And the Bible says, notice what Jesus said. Jesus said, but I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. That means, Jesus, I'm going to pray for you. I'm not going to pray that you come out of the, the attack. I'm going to pray that you survive it because you are carrying on your inside the new. You are carrying my word. You are carrying revelation. And he said, that revelation has to get into tomorrow. So you are going to get into tomorrow. So what I want you to realize, ladies and gentlemen, when you are, God reveals the new to you, you are central to what happens next. That also means he will make sure, personally make sure that you make it. So the promise is a guarantee of you getting to tomorrow. So what I want you to understand, ladies and gentlemen, please keep this in mind. It, it, all of a sudden, this verse clicked for me. Satan didn't just randomly pick Peter. It was because Peter was carrying the revelation that you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And when you look at the book of Acts, you realize Peter's, what happens in Peter's life next is pivotal to the establishment of the church, the legislative assembly of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So ladies and gentlemen, what I want you to understand, please, when God reveals the new to you, it is because he has picked you out and knows that you are instrumental in what happens next. And so, ladies and gentlemen, let me summarize. I, I, I'm not out of examples. I, I really wanted to just, there, there are a few more, but the Lord says we're, we're, we're good. So I want you to understand, ladies and gentlemen, and I'll, 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 we'll close it out here. And if you do have any questions, please put them in the chat. If I can answer them in five minutes, I will do so. But this is what I want you to realize, ladies and gentlemen, let's drive home the point. When God wants to introduce the new into the world, he will always proceed it with revelation. So you realize the new will only come into place by faith. That means God will speak to your heart and you will believe him and that will govern your words, thoughts and actions. That means your circumstances are not the determinant factor of God bringing the new into your life and into the world around you.
We also said, ladies and gentlemen, that when God makes his plans clear to a man, it is because that man needs to do something about it. The dreams, the hopes, and the aspirations that the Lord is laying on your heart, that he's showing you, that he's revealing to you, that's not for nothing. It is because tomorrow depends on your actions today. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to pause here and I'm just going to say a prayer. And I would like you to remember, um, and you can pray this for yourself because it's 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 one of the prayers I pray for myself um, daily. And I, I found out that it's one of the most, it's a lovely piece of scripture. It's found in Ephesians chapter one, verses 17, all the way to verse 19. And this is where Paul breaks down what revelation really is. And he says, I pray that the Lord will grant you the spirit of wisdom, revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know. And then he says, the hope of his calling, the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe. Ladies and gentlemen, my prayer for you is that the Lord does that for you. The Lord has planted in your life valuable things so valuable that he's reshaping your tomorrow around them. And I pray that the promises of God in your life come to pass. Ladies and gentlemen, allow us, we have no questions. And so allow us to pause and minister to those who actually need miracles in that sense. And we join our faith with you. If you are believing God for a miracle, we realize not people are going through stuff. And we pray that if you are in the middle of a struggle to keep that word alive, to keep that promise alive, we pray that God grants you strength in your inner man, that you are strengthened so that you can hold on to the word of God so it becomes a reality in your life. Irrespective of what you are going through, irrespective of the challenges, we say a very simple prayer, wherever you are, may the Lord intervene as he intervened for Peter, for Abraham, for Joseph, for Jesus Christ. May God intervene for you. May the promises that you are holding onto reshape your experiences from this moment forward. Ladies and gentlemen, may God bless you. May God keep you. May God's kindness surround you in all ways. We're coming to the end for tonight. May God bless you. I hope you had a fabulous time. We'll see you next week as we move forward. This is your season. God will be kind to you. Have a wonderful evening, ladies and gentlemen. God bless you.